Hello, I'm Mark. And I'm Trevor. And this is Talk Apocalypse, a podcast discussing the current fortnight of Apocalypse Sports Trivia. I am in End Times North Premiership, and Trevor is in Doomsday North Premiership. This episode will be going over the questions from Fortnite 26, Day 11, the last day of the regular season. Will we still Yes, indeed. be, will we still be in the Premiership after today, or at least fighting for rele, you know, a relegation match Yeah. at least? Yeah. How, uh, how comfortable will I feel tomorrow? We're both in the, I think, are you in the pink going into today? Or are you? I'm not in the pink. I'm just Okay. above the pink. I'm in a precarious spot tied with a couple other people. So anything could still happen. Yeah, I was in the pink going into today, and the best I could do is to finish in 10th, no matter no matter what happened. It was going to be, I could not advance out of the pink today. So here we go, on to question number one. Danielle Passarella was the captain for his country the first time it won a Men's World Cup in 1978. Name either of the two captains who have been at the helm for the country's two World Cup victories since. This one I immediately thought Argentina. I read an article, a long, it was a long form article on ESPN, I think it was, a few years ago, about how the when Argentina hosted the World Cup in 1978, there was this massive revolution slash crackdown on people in the in the country. And in fact, they the national stadium, I think it was in Buenos Aires, was being used as a jail for these. revolutionaries that were being jailed by the president emperor <laughs> whatever whatever the person the head of state of argentina was in 1978 so once you piece that together it's like well it's got to be lionel messi i assume i assumed maradona was the other one but all that to be said i answered lionel messi I did not know it was Argentina. Unfortunately, I did it not. I had not read the same thing or knew who the men's World Cup winner nineteen seventy eight was. So this name sounded Italian to me. Danielle Passarella sounded vaguely Italian, and I said, "Well, it, Italy, I know, has been I mean, prolific in the World Cup history. They've won several times. No, they. I know they won in two thousand six because I was watching it in my basement. Maybe they won." another time in the 80s or 90s. I think they probably they have to have because they've been so prolific. Surely they've won at some point in the 80s and 90s. That would give them two victories since 1978. So let's go an Italy route. And the player I thought of with the Italy national team is Andrea Pirlo. And we went with that. So I knew Pirlo was prolific for them, especially in 2006. Was I sure if he was the captain or not? I was not. But I said he's a he's a big name player from 2006 when they won. So why not? I said Andrea Pirlo, and I was incorrect. It was obviously Argentina, and with two huge names as the answers there of Maradona and Messi. Well done for you. Yeah, Passarella just sounded not quite Italian enough, especially Dan only Daniel. I feel like Mm hmm. if it was an Italian Yeah. guy, I'd be like Dan Danielle or Daniela, Daniela, Daniela. Daniela, yeah, with Yeah. with an E at the end, yeah. And I as soon as I read Daniel Passarella, I was just like Argentina. It just sounded I don't know why it sounded like such an Argentinian name. And then yeah, nineteen Yeah. seventy eight clinched it. I feel like I don't know if I thought Italy won in like the sixties. I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Well, they they they've won. A, I've, I'm pretty confident Yeah. they've won a bunch. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't tell you when, but I know they won 2006 and Yep. a whole bunch other times. But Yep. Yep. Yeah, this I didn't even think about that kind of thing about Argentina, but 
Yeah, I know Argentina specifically has a large European influence, so mm, yep. it's not surprising to see names like that in Argentina. Yep. So I actually, I'm playing uh, Nathan Chrissy, who is a very good trivia player in general. Mm -hmm. I think he is number one in our league and correct in our division and correct answer percentage. So I gave him a zero on this one. And unfortunately, yep. he gave me a zero on this one because oh. it, right. And I need all the points that I can get. Uh, soccer is not yeah. one of my better categories percentage wise. So I was a little surprised to get a zero on this, but we'll, yeah. we'll take it, I suppose. So. I gave I gave my opponent zero as well. He has not answered yet, um, but with a super high, he, he's a ninety five percent soccer yeah. score. I'm like, yeah. this is a question he'll know. Yeah. So easy K for me today. Yep, exactly the same. All right, question number two. Fill in the blank with a missing word from this uh, New York Times piece from 2007. After a wild card tiebreaker, the Rockies would go on to win in 13 innings. This is the quote: With the Rockies leading six to five in the seventh. Atkins appeared to Homer over the left field fence. The ball caromed off an empty blank back onto the field, but was ruled a double. Colorado did not score, and San Diego tied the game at 6-6 on a Giles double in the eighth. I love baseball. It's one of my higher percentages, and this is sort of peak baseball time for me. Growing up, I was 14 at this time, and I would definitely have been watching baseball, and I still did not remember this. I knew the Rockies, I was like, the Rockies made it to the World Series that year. I could tell you a couple things, but I could not tell you what the ball caromed off. And there was nothing in the question that would, that seemed to, at least to me, hint at the answer. So I said, this could be, this could be any noun. I mean, what, this could just be any noun at all. So I have no clue what to go off of. I start thinking about, okay, what, so this, this must've been a, a homer or a double that just barely cleared the line. So there must have been something super close, super close to the fence. So is is this something that was in the in a basket that was just over the fence, and it bounced it it bounced off of that like an empty cup or something solid enough to? I was I was was kind of perplexed about what this could be. So with nothing else to say, I just put basket and moved on. For my part in this one, I'm exactly the same as you. I mean, the 2007 Rockies lost to the Red Sox in the World Series. They were swept by the Red Sox. So I was certainly invested in baseball at this time because the Red Sox had not won a lot of World Series in my lifetime. So this 2000, kind of like 2000, up till about 2010, I was really into the Red Sox. All that being said, that doesn't help me with what this ball hit in the game. So I read this i said i don't know this this must be some big story that had happened back then i don't know that i was watching this game but it was just kind of like well just like you like what could it hit and go back on the field it's got to be something that was very close uh, to the field so i've been to chorus field went to a game there like eight years ago kind of walked around the whole place they do have seats that are like right behind the outfield railing. And so I'm like, well, maybe it hit a seat and carry him back on the field. So that's what I said, because I couldn't really think of anything else. I thought, you know, bottle or cup or I'm like, that's not, it's not going to deflect off a cup or yeah, bottle totally. and go back yep. on the field. It's got to be something solid. So I just said a seat and the correct answer was wheelchair. Now I very interesting read. I ended up Googling this article and reading it. I was like, okay. Why do I not know about this? Because it seems like a crazy 
situation. I actually went on YouTube to try and see what happened. And like the first three or four highlight videos of this game that came up, they didn't show this play. I was like, of this course. Was, a, was, a, was a massive deal. How does this not make it into like the official MLB highlights package from this game? So there was, they had restreamed like the entire game a couple years ago, I guess, on YouTube. So I watched that. And finally, I was like, okay, I'll fast forward to the seventh inning and see what happens. And yeah. So it looks like there was a woman who needed a wheelchair and was like, had, was getting, uh, that must be their, you know, accessible seating is the, there's like an aisle behind mm -hmm. the fence. And so, yeah, it was empty because she was like standing up to watch the game. And this is what it looked like, at least. I don't know if it was official, officially the story, but yeah, and it, like the ball just barely went over the fence, hit her wheelchair and right in front of her. And unfortunately, she didn't catch it. She had a glove on and everything. And she, she didn't catch it. So, yeah, deflected way back out on the field. Like, I don't I still don't know how the bumps didn't think it, it, it clearly did not go off the fence. Like, yeah, it was just yeah. such a crazy bounce. Like. It had been incredibly frustrating if I was a Rockies fan if they had lost the game and that had happened. A similar thing happened. Yeah. I think it was in I think it was in 2004. The Red Sox were playing the Yankees in the ALCS. It was either 03 or 04, and I think it was Todd Walker hit a home run that it was raining in Yankee Stadium, I think, and like somebody was wearing a black trash bag kind of as a raincoat, and so it hit this guy in the black trash bag, and it looked like it went off the fence, but it clearly like hit this guy. They initially called it a double, same thing, but they actually reversed that one. So anyways, wheelchair, crazy that I'm yeah. not familiar <laughs> with this story. I was assigned four on this, so that was a oh, great, yeah. great job by Nathan. I gave him a two. We both missed it. Yeah. So. I, I homered my opponent on this as well, and I was hope, and I'm hoping that my great baseball, my high baseball score will lead my opponent to give me a zero on it. Yep, so. I would have. I mean, I think... His his baseball is a little bit lower, so that's why I gave it just a two, just because the soccer was so good and his country club is not great. Um, so that's why what I ended up giving the four two. <laughs> that is that's a natural segue. You're a professional yeah, podcaster, Mark. Exactly. So question number three on the website top100golfcourses.com, which I didn't know was a website, but there are several courses in the top ten that have never hosted a major championship but only one located in a country that has never hosted one of the four standard majors the club's initials are rmgc what does the rm stand for so for my part on this one i started with okay well this is not in the u.s this is not in any of great britain so because those are the places that have hosted the four standard majors the british open and then all the ones that are in the u.s so then i'm like okay what does rm stand for so I was thinking, so one of, this is not going to be some crazy two words. This is going to be words that, A, one of them is going to be a city or a country, in my opinion, my thought process was, and then the other one is going to be like another word that's kind of golf course-y. So I started off with R, and I'm like, okay, there's basically no countries in the world that start with R, or very few. And especially, the other thing that I that I thought was, this is not going to be some this is not going to be like Russia. You know, this is not going to be some crazy off the wall country. This is going to be a country where PGA professional golfers actually come from. So R could be Russia. I'm like, no, it's not going to be this place. So I was thinking like Europe, Southeast Asia, and then Australia. After I ruled out that the R is probably the golf course word, 
and then the M is going to be a city or a country. So the R word that immediately came to mind is royal, uh, just like Royal Troon, Royal Muirfield, all these royal quote unquote courses that are in England, Scotland, Wales, uh, wherever they are. So I was like, okay, royal something. And I'm like, royal, and I'm trying to, I was thinking initially of country. So I'm like, the first one that came to mind was Royal Monaco, thinking that they have royals in Monaco and they probably have nice golf courses there. There's a lot of rich people there. Uh, but that didn't sound quite right. And then I thought maybe Royal Madrid as well. And I was like, mm, I don't know. That doesn't sound quite right either. I did think for a second about oh, what was the golf course that just hosted the Ryder Cup. But then I remember that was Marco Simeone is the name of that course. So that didn't fit. So then I was like, okay, there's a lot of golfers in Australia. And I thought about South Africa for a little while, but I couldn't think of any M places in, in, in South Africa. And so there's a lot of golf course, a lot of golfers in Australia. So what about Royal Melbourne? So oh, that sounds, that sounds like it could be a thing maybe I've even heard of. So that is what I ended up answering. I answered Royal Melbourne with probably like 60% confidence. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if it like hosted something because the Walker Cup, I think maybe we play against Australia, New Zealand and some sort of Ryder Cup type thing. But mm -hmm. anyways, I ended up going with Royal Melbourne. Very similar to you on my process. RM, GC's golf club. What is the RM going to be? Like you and went Royal very quick. I'm just like, there are so many courses. You named a few so many courses that are royal, specifically they, if they have some tie to the uh, British monarchy. I also considered maybe Spanish, like, okay, well, what is this What is this M going to be? Is this going to be a, a country like you? So I thought maybe Mexico. Okay, well, the, the R then is going to be Real Mexico. Like for if it's in Spanish, Real this, or in Spain, it's Real Madrid Golf Club, which would be kind of funny. But I didn't like that. I, I, I felt more sure about this is probably royal. So like you going through countries, Monaco also came up in my mind. Mexico going through countries. Eventually, it's like, well, if this is if this is royal, it's probably in a country that has some tie to the British crown in its past. So from the from of those countries going through the various countries, we've come to Australia. Royal Melbourne sounds familiar. Couldn't place it, but it sounds like similar to you. Just the name Royal Melbourne. That sounds right. Whatever it is that's going off in my brain, that's that sounds like a really good answer. Probably there's probably something that's been held there. How I know it, or how I why it rings a bell at least. So, uh, well, yeah, felt probably very similar to you. And like, not sure about this, but that sounds good. So I went with Royal Melbourne, which ended up being the correct answer, which I was really excited about. Very well sussed out by both of us. I think I thought the same thing with the Real in terms of like if it's Madrid or Mexico. I also know that for whatever reason we talked about the other day, like there's not a lot of Mexican golfers. There's mm -hmm. not a lot of like really top-notch golf courses in Mexico either. I was watching sort of some like golf YouTube stuff that I watch sometimes. And I remember watching one not too long ago and they were at some course in, I don't remember where it was, if it was Baja or Cabo or one of these fancy places, the course looked incredible, but the the whole gist of the thing was like this place just opened and, they're trying to like improve the golf culture in Mexico. So I, I yeah, I kind of had steered myself away from that. So I'm looking up Royal Melbourne right now. It's hosted mm -hmm. the pres President's Cup uh, like three times, but the last time was in 2011. It also hosts the Australian Open, uh, has hosted the Australian Open 
16 times. And I think they hosted the 2019 President's Cup. The Wikipedia says that Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, it hosts the 2019 one as well. So that's why it sounded familiar. I'm sure I watched some of those matches. So. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I gave my opponent four on this. Like I stated before, Country Club is his worst. This was a last second change to give him four oh. on this. And he did miss it. So okay. he, he did get the other one that I was considering uh, giving a four for. Well so done. This Whew. was this was a, uh, yeah, it was the correct decision to give him the home run on that one. Question four it is, name the American gold medalist who played her college hockey at the University of Minnesota, played professionally in the NWHL, and is the sister of a three-time Stanley Cup champion, Penguins twice, and Golden Knights. She now serves as a front office executive for the Penguins. Didn't know it cold. My women's hockey, like knowing that is not as good as it should be is in terms of knowing who played where for college. I know I know, I know, a few of the top names. So the name that came to mind of, of someone who is has is related to another, who was in a hockey family, was Granado. And specifically, I know that Tony Granado has been in the news recently. Former coach of the University of the University of Wisconsin was diagnosed with cancer recently, and so I want to know Cami Granado. So since the Granado family has sort of kind of been in the news recently, I know she was a great she was a great hockey player. Penguins and Golden Knights did not seem right to me for Granado because I'm like surely Tony Granado is not is not old enough. But I didn't know and. Based on that, I was like, all right, I'm just going to say Granado and sort of move on. Yeah, for my part, I knew this pretty much right away. As soon as I read the question, I was like, all right, woman's hockey from Minnesota. I'm pretty sure Amanda Kessel was like, is like the leading scorer in Minnesota hockey history. If she's not, she's very close to the top. Obviously, Phil Kessel played for the Penguins. And it came up not too long ago in some other trivia stuff where he is like the all-time leading games and games played i think in the nhl now uh and yeah won the cup last year with the golden knights and the penguins earlier in his career their other another one of their siblings played at the university of new hampshire i think his name was blake kessel he was a big defenseman but yeah i remembered amanda kessel played at minnesota played professionally played for in the olympics for the u.s was a very prolific scorer so I just said Kessel because I wasn't totally sure that her name was Amanda. I was pretty sure it was Amanda, but I just put down Kessel, which was the correct answer. Nice. I was when I looked at this when I looked at this question. I said this is this seems like a Mark, yeah, kind of a question. So. Yeah, and Cami Granado played at Providence. Okay, She's a little bit older than I am, I think. And yeah, she she played at Providence. They were a total powerhouse back in the day. UNH was a really, had a really good women's team for a long time as well. So there's a lot of the Olympic Olympians who played for New Hampshire mm -hmm. and then went on to play in the Olympics. Uh, there's not so many more because we're, we're not as good as we used to be, relatively speaking. I didn't know she, that Amanda Kessel worked for the Penguins now, but I was pretty sure on this one. I hoped sort of kind of, okay, maybe the sister of a three-time Stanley Cup champion, maybe not Granado was a coach. He was, I mean, he was a coach for the Penguins, so maybe that, that this counts that he won a cup. Uh, golden, but Golden Knights. I was like, ah, this, that that doesn't seem right. But I don't think I was getting to Phil Kessel, Amanda Kessel. There, I was like, yeah. this is I, I tr tried. I did not know the Golden Knights roster as well as I probably thought I did. So I'm like, okay, that, uh, this is this is recent hockey. I know some recent hockey, but I could not. I didn't pull Phil Kessel. So well done. Yeah, it was. It was somewhat, I don't want to say top of mind, but that question 
pointing out that Phil Kessel has won a, a Stanley Cup for the Golden Knights has come up in, I'm going to say, a, at least two things. Like, I know it was a question on the bench warmers not long ago. Mm. It mm. was it was a question about the guy who has played the most games in NHL history, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that was it. He's he's the all-time leading player in games played in the NHL history. Yes, he he had the, he had the Iron Man streak, right? Like I think so, but I feel like because even he missed some time because he was drafted by the Bruins. He played his first couple years for the Bruins, and he had cancer, I think, of some sort, like his rookie season, testicular mm. cancer, I think, and he missed like a couple weeks worth of games. And then maybe yeah, he's maybe it's he has an Iron Man streak. I thought it was. I thought it was the career games played. I but. I have my brain that Patrick Marlowe is like the guy for most games played. Yeah, but I I feel like I, during the there was there was the discourse around Phil Kessel having the consecutive streak. Yep. Even if he wasn't playing very well for a really good team, it's just like well, he's got the streak, so you yep. don't want to ruin it for him. Okay, so you're right. Patrick Marlowe has played the most games. He Gordy Howe is second. Patrick Marlowe has played. 12 more games than Gordie Howe. So yeah, Kessel must be the most consecutive games. I'm trying to see most consecutive games played in NHL history. Yes, Phil mm-hmm. Kessel, 1,064. There it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. I was misremembering. So thank you for straightening that out, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Don't need to give out any more misinformation on this podcast than, than uh, I already do. Question five. An annual tournament sponsored by the PDC was held from 1994 to 2007 at the Circus Tavern in Pure... Perfleet. Perfleet. Perfleet, Essex. Name the venue where it has been held ever since. Official name or rhyming nickname are both acceptable. So for me, I knew this was darts. That's it. I love to watch darts. I love it so much. But in the last couple of years, I think BBC America is not on Hulu or YouTube TV. So I do not get to watch. There used to be like PDC events on every like Sunday morning on BBC America. Hopefully they still are. I used to watch them all the time. It's a bucket list thing for me to want to go to a professional darts match. All that being said, did not know this. So all I could do was try and hope that the rhyming nickname had something to do with darts. And so I wrote down a whole bunch of darts terms like dart (laughs) and treble and bowl and 180 and double and everything I could think of to try and come up with something that would rhyme with a word that could mean a place where something happened, you know, like a stadium or a hall or a tavern or bar or pub or something. At the end of the day, I went with the dart mart with zero confidence. That sounds great. Because it rhymes (laughs) and it has the word dart in it. So yeah, that's what I went with dart mart. Maybe like double bubble something mm-hmm. like something like I, that. double bubble was on my list that's, that's where the, the gum names <laughs> so it took me all the way to question five today but i finally knew one uh this was i like you am a big darts fan and uh after we are done recording today i will be watching probably uh, the second round of the world darts championship there's just there's a streaming service that offers darts and snooker tournament so i'll be watching that getting very little work done but enjoying the darts <laughs> so this is the alexander palace or better known as the alley pally i've i've watched the tournament this year every chance i get and they always john mcdonald the master of ceremonies always says i'm coming from the alexander palace alexander palace in london so i was really happy that i 
knew this right away. And I said, I, I bet this might come in handy because I don't know if this is going to be super popular to know. And so people, so my opponent might for me on it. I don't know if that's happened yet. I hope I'm hoping so. So yes, my answer was Ali Pally. I wanted to put the nickname just because I know it. So Ali Pally is the correct answer. Nice job. I figured I would know, at least be familiar with it because I have watched a lot of darts, although it's been a couple of years since I've probably watched anything other than watching the insane the World Darts Championship last year with Michael mm-hmm. Baker and Wynn and Michael Smith against each other. Yeah. It was just yeah. nuts. Then like the consecutive nine dart legs. Yeah, it was yeah. that was crazy. So yeah. yeah, great job. This is the one I, I last second changed defense on this one from four to the two and thank goodness because Nathan got it right. So at the end of the day, I ended up tying my match today. So I'm still not safe. We both got four, three. I will not know until 10 PM, 9 PM tonight, whether or not I will be even playing for relegation tomorrow, or I'm just straight up relegated and playing for nothing tomorrow or tonight. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still awaiting the results of my match today, but I'm playing against another guy. That's the same exact points as I am. So this match could determine quite a bit in terms of if we're playing for relegation for tomorrow or not. As I record this, I'm still awaiting my fate. Hoping for the best. Hoping for the best. Yeah. I I like my chances in the set for I only got two out of five, right? Like I can't like my chances too much. But I'm hoping that he fours me on Alexander Palace because my game score is one of my lower ones. But I'm not feeling confident, but I'm hopeful. And I guess we'll we'll have to report back tomorrow, I guess, with yeah. what has happened. Marco's going to say, depending on the success of this podcast, maybe one day you and I can go to the Alexander Palace together to the World's Darts Championship. So That'd be amazing. I, 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 I would love to go sometime. I share that bucket list with you. That yeah. is, it's just so much fun. That's it for today. We'll see what Sportsdramas has for us tomorrow on Championship Day.